This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Friday. Shit, yeah, we got a lot of shit to talk about. Matt Gates's buddy will be pleading guilty on Monday. Looks like he is definitely rolled over on Congressman Matt Gates, and for yet another day, I'm wondering the question: How is that man still in Congress? Fuck police immunity. We're going to be talking about the strike going on next week at McDonald's. We're going to touch on it. The other night, I felt like I was really flippant towards somebody who brought up the lab leak theory. We're actually going to delve into that. I was going to do it before the news that broke this morning about the scientists signing on to the letter just because I felt like I didn't... I wasn't being intellectually honest talking about it. So we're going to discuss the lab leak theory. Plus the GOP added a new member to their leadership this morning. We're going to watch Liz Cheney, who was on with Brett Baer last night. Apparently it was a pretty contentious interview. We have multiple stories of vehicles blowing up because people were hoarding gas. You are correct, Scrappy. Louisiana is one of the most corrupt states in the union. Russ is going to be checking in with the spat between Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and Representative Andrea Ocasio-Cortez. Turns out, Green actually took video of herself going to AOC's office before she was ever in Congress. Before Green was in Congress, obviously, AOC was in Congress at the time. Plus, plus, Buttfucker3000 made a court appearance and a judge is unhappy about it. We are going to check in with Butt Fucker 3000. <laughs> also, I'd like to bring up that after last night's story about the petition to rename the Ronald Reagan International Airport after JoJo Siwa, we had the conversation that I have no clue who JoJo Siwa is. I went and listened to. Two of JoJo Siwa's biggest songs. I don't like her. <laughs> not, not, not that I don't like the person, but like I, the music is totally not for me. But the girl is incredibly talented. She may very well. 15, 20 years from now, she's making a, a, an album with the flaming lips and she's going to be one of my favorite artists of all time. So, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? That's... That's what Miley Cyrus did. She did an album with the Flaming Lips, and it's one of my favorite albums ever. All right, starting off tonight, this is footage from 
MSNBC. You just said. This is Lawrence O'Donnell, who had on Fauci. This was Wednesday night. Shortly before the CDC revised its guidelines on mask wearing for vaccinated people. Clarity in that is that when you're outside, you, if you're vaccinated, you don't need a mask at all outside. Does that have anything to do with my proximity to another person outside who might not be vaccinated? No. So, the, so a vaccinated person only outside, even in close proximity yeah, the, to unvaccinated people, does not need a mask. Right. The only time you need a mask if you're vaccinated is if you're going to a very, very concentrated area where people are literally walking all over each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have an article from NBC News about how the science came to the conclusion. A MAGA stream? No, my friend, right-wingers are morons. MAGA stream. (laughs) Are you a sea lion? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on Thursday said masks and social distancing are no longer necessary for people who have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19. It's a move the agency said was driven by scientific evidence that the vaccines play a major role in curbing both infections and transmission of the virus. I absolutely have voted for Biden. There's... When given the choice between Trump and Biden, that's a clear choice. <laughs> In announcing the agency's updated guidelines, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky said there are numerous reports in the literature to demonstrate the safety and real-world effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccines Walensky highlighted in particular three recent studies that demonstrated the impact of the vaccines on symptomatic and asymptomatic infections and one study published just last week on the effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines against two variants that are known to be circulating in the U.S. Now, I will say we're going to talk about Trump here in just a second. Trump did some whining today and I find it amusing. The findings all add to a growing body of evidence that the vaccines are effective at preventing severe illness and death from COVID-19 and that they help prevent people from spreading the virus to others. In the U.S., the number of newly reported COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and deaths are all decreasing. The most recent seven-day average for new cases fell about 23% over the previous week, Walensky said. The seven-day average for daily deaths also declined to 587 per day. These statistics help reinforce that the vaccines are working and are working well. This is according to Dr. Monica Gandhi, an infectious disease physician and professor of medicine at the University of California. The change in recommendations was overdue, according to Dr. David Dowdy, an associate professor of infectious disease epidemiology at the John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. He said, I think part of the problem before this was that there was something of a mixed message. The vaccines are very effective, but you still have to wear a mask, Dowdy said. This is now a strong statement that we know these vaccines work. 
And for those who are fully vaccinated, it's appropriate to take some steps toward living life a bit more normally. In one of the studies cited by the CDC, the Pfizer biotech vaccine was shown to be 97% effective at protecting against uh, symptomatic infection and 80, uh, 86% effective at protecting against asymptomatic infection. Those results, published May 6th in the Journal of the American Medical Association, were based on a study of more than 6,700 vaccinated healthcare workers in Israel. So now this is coming... As we were also finding out, breakthrough cases might be... Less rare than they thought, or at least it seems. This could just be an instance of famous cases. Not only do we have eight members of the New York Yankees testing positive for COVID-19, who were all fully vaccinated, we have Bill Maher has had to postpone his show tonight because his fully vaccinated ass also contracted COVID-19. The New York Yankees on Thursday said an eighth fully vaccinated member of the team has tested positive for COVID-19. MLB and the New York State Department of Health are assisting the team with the outbreak, the team said in a statement. Shortstop Glaber Torres, who is fully vaccinated, tested positive for the virus and was placed on the COVID-19 injured list. They said he previously contracted the virus during the offseason. Three coaches have also tested positive, along with four members of the team's traveling staff. All of the positives are breakthrough positives occurring with individuals who were fully vaccinated. The Yankees were previously operating under relaxed MLB protocols after successfully reaching an 85% vaccination rate among players. Contracted before, then vaccinated, then contracted again. Oof. So my worry about all of this is that they're telling people to take the masks off indoors and shit. And it really seems like... People that are vaccinated can still spread it around. My worry with that is if vaccinated people are spreading a virus around, viruses mutate. And could mutate to be resistant to the vaccine. But I'm also not an expert, and the experts at this time seem to be saying everything is safe for vaccinated people. Now, as I mentioned before, the lab leak theory cannot be ruled out according to leading scientists who issued a letter earlier today. The origin of the novel coronavirus is still unclear, and the theory that it was caused by a laboratory leak needs to be taken seriously until until there is rigorous data-led investigation that proves it wrong. Now, the thing that has really got me, that got me thinking about this over the last couple of days. I think it was on Monday, I said flippantly to somebody on the, on the stream, like, no, we, we know it came from a wet market. 
the thing that I kept thinking about was the fact that they had been able to trace the DNA back to the very specific animal that it came from with the MERS and the SARS outbreaks. Now, I will counter that. That that seems to be, that seems to, you know, oh, that indicates that might be a, a lab leak. But the Trump administration just gutted the pandemic response team. So I don't know if their inability to trace the DNA has to do with a hobbled National Institutes of Health, CDC, here in this country under a Trump administration. Once again, it seems fishy that there is a lab in Wuhan, but also it is a populous city. COVID-19 emerged in China in late 2019 and has killed 3.34 million people worldwide, which is an undercount. Cost the world trillions of dollars in lost income and upended normal life for billions of people. More investigation is still needed to determine the origin of the pandemic, said the 18 scientists, including Ravadri Gupta, a clinical microbiologist at the University of Cambridge, and Jesse Bloom, who studies the evolution of viruses at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. The authors of the letter said the World Health Organization's investigation into the origins of the virus had not made a balanced consideration of the theory that it may have come from a laboratory incident. In its final report, and we also, it's not like this hasn't happened before. As I understand it, that's where Lyme disease comes from. That we were experimenting with ticks on an island to try to weaponize them. That's the, that the previous administration closed the CDC ambassadorships. Exactly. That is one of the things that sticks in my mind. Once again, correlation causation. So we must take this uh, hypothesis about both natural and laboratory spillovers seriously until we have sufficient data, the scientist said, adding that an intellectually rigorous and dispassionate investigation needed to take place. Totally on board. I'm down with it. I am sorry that I dismissed the theory earlier in the week. The only places I had seen people mention it were far-right outlets. Uh, The gain-of-function research. We saw the back-and-forth between Fauci and Rand Paul. And then not provide aid to them. Exactly. A lot of our vaccines are actually manufactured in India. Gabby, you are exactly right. Now, as I mentioned, Trump is whining that he is not getting enough credit for the vaccine rollout. Because, of course, he is. Former President Trump. Oh, uh, I just said that. Former President Trump on Friday complained that his administration hasn't been given enough credit on coronavirus vaccines. A day after vaccinated Americans were advised they can go outside without masks in most settings. Trump claimed in a statement that his administration, through Operation Warp Speed, 
came up with the vaccines years ahead of schedule, but said it was incredible that our names are not even mentioned in what everybody is calling the modern-day miracle of the vaccines. He's not getting enough credit for the 50-plus or 50-plus, 500-plus thousand dead. Possibly more than a million. It came out last week. We have far undercounted. The vaccines produced by Pfizer, Biotech, and Moderna were approved by the Food and Drug Administration under the Trump administration, but the Biden administration picked up the distribution of the vaccine once President Biden took office. And it is very clear. All you have to do is look at the numbers. Vaccine distribution went through the roof once Biden came around. He just wants attention. Just like him sticking his nose into the uh, leadership race in the House. It's official. The GOP just throws Trump's big lie over the Constitution. House Republicans just voted to make New York Representative Elise Stefanik Their conference chair rewarding a one-time moderate for becoming one of President Trump's fiercest champions. Stefanik takes the third position in House leadership just days after Republicans unceremoniously booted Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney from her job for the cardinal sin of refusing to accept Trump's lies that the 2020 election was stolen from him. This according to Vice... Stefanik easily prevailed over Texas rep Chip Roy in the contest, defeating an actual hardline conservative who ran a protest campaign because no one else would run. Stefanik won the vote 134 to 46. I'm, I'm glad they actually took a tally on that one. They did not take a tally on whether... Liz Cheney was actually stripped of her leadership position. They took a voice vote. Itali was asked for and they ignored it. McCarthy talked out of both sides of his ass the the entire time, through this entire process. Stefanik's win shows that Republicans aren't even pretending that conservatism is their defining principle. It's fealty to Trump and a willingness to say anything to support him. Trump supported Stefanik's bid and immediately celebrated her win. Stefanik began her House career as a moderate and Trump critic who often voted against her party. But during his first impeachment, she embraced Trump, becoming one of his loudest and most effective defenders. That made her a Fox News darling. They they want feudalism. A favorite of Trump's and a hero on the right, even though she'd often voted against top GOP priorities, including Trump's tax cut, the most significant legislation passed during his presidency. So here you can see Chip Roy tweeted this out. The voting record of Roy versus Stefanik. She's got a 48% from Heritage Action. He's got a 96%. But like Cheney, he was sharply critical of Trump's desperate, false efforts to reject the legitimate results of the 2020 election. 
Roy was only one of a handful of House conservatives who publicly pushed back on the big lie. So before Stefanik was actually voted in, Liz Cheney, holy shit! Fox has issued a copyright claim. Oh, maybe that's not actually Brett Bear's channel. That okay? I was like, fuck. Fox issued a copyright claim on one of their own personalities, really? Well, like, let's go to YouTube. Liz Cheney, Brett Bear. Here we go. Liz Cheney on Brett Bear last night. Isn't planning to stop fighting for what she believes is right. Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney joined. You know I'm not high enough for this shit. Congresswoman, thanks for being here. The obvious lie. Thank you, Scrappy. Asking you about something you know a lot about, foreign policy, and you just heard Trey Yank's comments, and where you think this situation is with Israelis and the Palestinians, and how Iran plays into that. Well, I think it is a very serious situation. I think that it's imperative that the United States demonstrate How Iran plays into it. our commitment to, to standing with Israel. Uh, I think we're seeing the same, the same thing we've seen many, many times. Uh, Hamas, which uh, places its rockets, places its ammunition uh, in schools, uh, in hospitals, in areas where civilians are going to be killed, where civilians are going to be targeted as they launch against Israel. Can we start calling out the obvious lie about Hamas? throughout uh, the years, Iranian involvement and engagement. Uh, and I think it's it's an example of how important it is for the United States uh, to be clear and to lead the world in standing with and defending Israel. Uh, there's a, it's a pretext. No one is pro-Hamas. The uh, rockets began to, to be launched into Israel. Israel has every right uh, to defend themselves. I do but that, they constantly conflate Hamas with the Palestinian people. Not only um, Palestinians uh, versus Israelis, but you've got Israeli Arabs uh, versus uh, Jewish Israelis. And I think that that conflict is one that is concerning uh, and is a development that that we had not seen to this extent previously in Uh, some of the towns across Israel. For many years, yes. I'm pro-Biden in as far as he isn't a Republican. The political situation, your colleagues concluded that you couldn't be effective as the GOP conference chair. Because of your eagerness to challenge former President Trump on his election claims. Exactly. To be honest, do you agree with them? Could you have done that job considering what you were saying and doing? What, telling the truth? The question really is what kind of a party are going to be going forward, Brett? Uh, And I think that it's very important for us to be a party based on truth. I think it's important for us to understand the threat that the claims the former president uh, is making. The threat is ongoing. Uh, I think we know that the kinds of language we've heard from him has caused violence in the past. And there's clearly an attempt to to unravel the democracy, if you will, by focusing on challenging the legitimacy of the election, 
uh, moving us away from uh, abandoning the rule of law. And so I think Combs is just a wuss. You know, we have a huge set of issues we've got to he be was able there to be a whipping boy that's over and we've got a huge set of policies we've got to be able to implement we have to get people to vote for us and we can't do that if we are uh, a party that's based on a foundation of lies I think what the right. former very good point tones says we need to be a party uh, based in truth at least in part completely misrepresented the Palestinian agenda which Israeli conflict is too far left and could lead to other things. Aren't they correct to claim that your focus on the election and President Trump was somehow not going to get them to that goal? No, I, I think that's actually wrong, Brett. I think if you look at uh, where we've been since... Uh, what, the- what about McCarthy's you know, focus on Trump? Like everybody having to go down to Mar-a-Lago and kiss the ring. Like... like- what about the party's focus on still being the party of Trump? The election since January 6th, we've had a real focus uh, on making sure people understand that, that the Biden policies are dangerous. If you look at the impact for the people of Wyoming, banning oil and gas leases on public lands is really dangerous. It's really heartless. We've been very clear about that. What's happening at the border is very dangerous. So the issue isn't whether or not we stand against the Biden policies. The issue is, are we going to be a party that sits by silently while the a party of sycophants continues to perpetuate lies about the election and it is the case that there are too many people uh, in the leadership of the Republican Party today uh, who've been willing not only to sit by silently but but to help enable that to help embolden those claims yeah. and that's dangerous for so the country. if you look at the numbers in Wyoming 70% of Wyoming voted for President Trump actually more people voted for President Trump than voted for you a high ouch ouch Trump now you're saying you're dedicating your life to opposing him. So why, we'll put up those numbers, why should Wyoming voters say re-elect you when you're spending so much energy opposing him? Wow. Opposing Biden. Well, you're wrong. Uh, you're, no, you're no, disputing. I mean, these are the numbers. No, 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 I, I'm, not, I'm not disputing the numbers, but I'm disputing your characterization of what I'm doing. I think it's really important for us to be as strong as possible in defeating the Biden policies. Uh, Texas is really Trumpy. Vice did a incredibly good. She might have a chance in Austin. You might be right. People of Wyoming believe deeply in the Constitution. The people of Wyoming know that we must use the Constitution as our shield, that we must defend the Constitution. In, in a different world where Austin has... As a district where the whole city is in the district, still today, no Republican would uh, stand a chance. But you're right in the, in the diluted gerrymandered district, she would stand a chance. Continuing to use the language that we know inspired violence in the past, but I continue to say it though, Brett. But Brett, I continue to say it because in principle, but it's it's because it's people of Wyoming who are electing a congressperson to fight for them and to fight against the Biden agenda. Why wouldn't they say, is this the person that's going to get it done? Well, they probably are going to boot her. I'm going to answer the question. I bet she loses. We all have an obligation, and I would say Fox News especially, especially Fox News, 
has a particular obligation to make sure people know the election wasn't stolen. Fox News, Fox times. News, Brad, I'm going to answer your question. Fox News needs to make no, sure that the American people, News, you have they to need know to make sure that the American times. people. No, I mean, I mean the voters. I mean, she's going to lose her seat in 2022. We need to make sure that the American people recognize and understand that the election wasn't stolen, that we shouldn't perpetuate the big lie, and that there's real danger. You know, I've worked in countries around the world where we don't have peaceful transitions of power. And, and all of us who are elected officials have got to uh, make sure that we obey and abide by the oath that we swore to the Constitution. I understand. And the, the peaceful transition of power is key to that. Now, if you want to, if you're asking me about my but hey, I, I'm, my constituents. Cause as much trouble as you can between now and 2022, Liz. They know that we do not swear allegiance to any individual. Okay, and that it's, let me ask it's you this. crucially important. And you've made this if point. We, I'm going to make another point. It's crucially important important if we want to be able to defeat the really bad Biden policies, we have to attract voters back to us. Do we have to be able believe? to attract the voters who left us by making clear we know the election wasn't stolen and we are going to abide by the rule of law. Do you believe that America is better off with President Biden than President Trump? Yes. I believe that President Trump's policies, which I supported 93% of the time, were much better for America. Now, that isn't the issue, though. The issue is whether or not. I, I bet, Scrappy. Whether or Biden. not. What, I did not. Whether And I would not. And I would not vote for a Democrat ever. The issue is whether or not we are going to stand up Why? for the rule of law and stand up for the Constitution. That is above partisanship, it's above politics. And um, I think that Americans across Wyoming. And I would not vote for a Democrat ever. Next fucking sentence. That's above politics. That's above partisanship. Across the country, no, we have to be a party of truth. We've got to be a party that stands for substance. We have to be a party of Reagan that looks at a strong national defense, low taxes, limited government. We have to be about ideas, not about... You be the party of Reagan. We're going to be the party of Jojo Siwa. ...violent attack on the Capitol and who continues to say the election was stolen. I'm going to read you a tweet. Here it is. Republicans deserve leadership that represents the views of their constituents, not their own personal vendettas. We need leaders in Congress that stand up for conservative Republican ideology. Liz Cheney is not that leader. So instead of training fire on the president, she really should have been training fire on Biden and that agenda. That's what you want out of your leadership. And Who's George P. Bush? That challenge. You know who that tweet is? George P. Bush, the nephew of President Bush, um, who tweeted that out yesterday. That is a feeling, as you know. Well, now, 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 for, for those of you who don't know, the Bush family and the Cheney family do not like each other. And that I like, I actually think the presidency would have been a lot different had Dick Cheney not been the vice president. Don't mean it would have been good. <laughs> But, like, Bush does not like Dick Cheney at all. It felt like Cheney used him. Colleagues. So how do you react to that? Well, he's misinformed. Uh, I think that, you know, when you, when you look at what we're facing as a nation, uh, there is, is nothing that we need to do as Republicans that is more important than have a strong Republican Party that can attract back the voters that we lost in 2020. Uh, and that means that we have to be in a position where we are... That's a weird thing for her to say, though, for her to say the voters they lost in 2020, because, like, 
74 million people voted Republican. It was the strongest turnout for the Republican Party. I stand for the rule of law. Yeah. We stand for uh, Brett, I, I Brett Bear is making a very good point. The party is not with you. The same exact thing, but it's really important. I understand it's important, but it's very important. No, I'm asking just the numerous questions. You said recently that you'd be open to challenging uh, former President Trump in 2024 if that's what it took to keep him from winning again tomorrow morning. I want to see that primary. New Hampshire today. So, are you running for president? Uh, I am not, Brett. Uh, what I think is really important is that we make sure... I, if she does run for president, she's not going to run for re-election. Because we know what he's capable of, because we know what he continues to do. Because she's going to lose. And because we know how important it is for us to be able to... You don't to lose your seat and then run for president. That we make sure that he never again get anywhere near the Oval Office. I think that's crucial. And I think it's crucial that we begin to build the kind of coalition we need. Absolutely, she should run. Joe Biden, so that we can defeat Nancy Pelosi, so we can defeat Chuck Schumer, so the Republicans can actually take control again. But that requires getting back voters. I, and like the Trump effect on the 2024 primary. Right? So the field is going to be completely different. If Trump runs, it's going to be people like Cheney, uh, the anti-Trump. None of the Trump acolytes, the DeSantis, your Marco Rubio's, the people who really kissed Trump's ass aren't going to run for president. I think. That also goes in, what if Trump gets indicted? Is DeSantis going to protect him or is DeSantis going to turn him over to the feds? Or more, more, more aptly, uh, New York. I it, the next couple of years are going to be incredibly interesting. I'm here for it. Lost in 2020, and frankly, that we lost in 2018 uh, with uh, Donald Trump in the Oval Office. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned Schumer and uh, Pelosi. Uh, take a listen to this. Oh, Mina, I don't understand the Trump phenomenon at all. I also don't understand how a dude can come in here, ask if this is a MAGA stream with my free Palestine sticker up in the up in the corner. A patriot would do what Liz Cheney has done. And she's paid a heavy price for it. For her courage, for her patriotism. And uh, I wish her well. Uh, perhaps this challenge will make her stronger. Are you comfortable? With all of these Democrats singing your praises day after you know, day. Brett, look, what we're talking about, these issues uh, of the Constitution and the rule of law uh, should, be should, above be above partisan. should be above partisanship. It should be above party. Every single one of us, everyone watching. I agree with her on that. Who works at Fox, everybody who's elected uh, to office, all of us have to love our country more. And that means that there are moments when you have to put politics aside. Oh, did you put a ban on him? I didn't even I didn't even pay attention to what he was saying. That is a fundamentally important. Totally on you, my friend. Fundamentally important thing we do: obeying the rules. I give you that power. You willed it. Uh, and I think that we would all be better off as a country, uh, frankly, if more of us said we're going to stand for the Constitution, we're going to defend the rule of law. Let's have a vigorous debate about substance and policy. Those are really important issues. And I yeah, I fuck that. That's, that's the when it comes to moderation of people in the chat, like that's what I want you guys to focus on. People that are, are being just like coming in here asking about the Jewish question or the Jewish problem or something. Or being like really shitty towards trans people. 
That's uh, overt racism, shit like that. Other than that, we want we want all the right wing trolls we can get. That's that's fun times. Everything with all of those people that you just showed, but those substantive policy debates need to be conducted in a way that is worthy of the people that have fought for our freedom, worthy of the people who have died for our freedom, and that reflects who we are as a nation. You know, we we need to be proud of our ideals, and we need to know we have the better ideas, and that's how we beat the Democrats. Some Republicans. Well, you don't have the better ideas, and that's why you can't beat the Democrats. False claims about the election. Um, they believe, though, it's a mistake to challenge him directly. They think it's much better, privately they'll tell you, to have him fade away somehow. Are they wrong? That ain't happening. He ain't fading away. That the, the, the danger that the former president poses um, is too great for us to simply hope for the best. And I also think that it's really incumbent upon those of us who are in positions to be able to talk to the American people, talk to the people of, of our states, talk to the people of our districts, to tell the truth. You know, when, when you talk about the extent to which the big lie has taken hold, um, part of that is because people have just sort of said, well, we're because going to- Republicans have let it take hold. Um, but but too many people are embracing the former president and enabling that lie. And that lie okay. is toxic to our democracy. Last year, many in the media and in Washington, including you, I'll admit to saying all kinds of horrible shit, but it's always about doing better. Trump ignored intelligence that Russians were paying bounties to kill Americans. I'm a comedian. I've made some really horrible jokes. Poorly sourced. Do you regret taking part in spreading that story? No, I think actually if you look at the details of the story, Brett, you'll see that the intelligence community um, has made a a recommendation about that intelligence. They've talked about having low confidence. I think if you go back and look at what I said, every single thing I said, I said if those stories are true, we need to know why the president and the vice president were not briefed on them uh, and, and made very clear that we were concerned. I remain concerned about the role of the Russian government in Afghanistan, the role of the Russians in terms of uh, working against our interests right. around the world. Well, you so, pointed uh, to President Trump. And my Brett, point is, is you were GOP conference chair. And I'm just articulating was. what your colleagues have said, that they thought that that was a moment where they thought that your focus on the former president was more important to you than articulating GOP uh, Her focus on the Constitution well, and Republicans' I, I violation of it. Check your facts, Brett, because he was the sitting president at that time, and not the former president. No, and, and the president. And, and, and I think if you if you look at what I said, I said, and you can pull up that tweet too. I said, if these reports are true, then the White House must explain why they did not brief the president or vice president. So, you know, I remain concerned about the intelligence. I think you will see if you go back and look at the facts about yeah. what the intelligence community has said. Uh, they they have not said those reports are not true. They have said that they've got low confidence. Yeah. And I think it's an important thing to be concerned about. We really appreciate you coming on. I thank you for taking the hard questions. We'll follow it um, all the way. I enjoyed that. I look forward report. to it. Thank you. That's that's. That's when I like to watch Fox News, when it's a Republican getting grilled by another Republican. All right, so Congress has come to a consensus about a January 6th commission. House Democrats on Friday unveiled long-awaited details on Congress's response to the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. 
including billions to address security flaws exposed by the siege, and a bipartisan September 11th style commission. Well, if it's September 11th style, then basically it's just going to not really tell us anything. Still come out and say that the Saudis did it. Cover a lot of shit up. And then everybody just ignores that the Saudis did it anyway. The House Appropriations and Chair, the the 9-11 Commission, I bought it. I bought the, the paperback edition. <laughs> That's how into politics I was in 2003, I want to say. It came out. The House Appropriations Chair released a $1.9 billion emergency funding bill to provide tens of millions of dollars to the Capitol Police Department, foot the bill for deploying National Guard soldiers at the complex, and authorize funding for future security needs, such as retractable fence systems, among other provisions. Lawmakers are also moving ahead with a bipartisan commission to investigate the events leading up to the attack. I want to know what the White House did. I want to know what the planning was in the Department of Defense. We're going we're to talk about that. The acting defense secretary got grilled by AOC. We're going to watch some of that here in just a second. That plan has the backing of the GOP's top negotiator on the issue, though not House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who is still arguing that the panel's scope should expand beyond the January 6th attack. Now, when he says expand beyond the January 6th attack, what does he mean? Like, let's investigate the rioting in the cities over the last summer. The two major developments cap an intense week in the House that ripped open unhealed wounds from the Capitol siege. Certain Republicans have downplayed the insurrection in public comments as lawmakers engage in bitter confrontations. Some Democrats are eyeing the commission and debate over the security bill as a test of whether House members have any chance of moving forward together after the attack, or if the partisan split will only worsen. It's going to worsen. Now, the D.C. officer we mentioned last night, I believe uh, Officer uh, Fanone, or Farone, was on with Don Lemon on CNN. He is upset about the whitewashing that is taking place. Might have to pop it out into Twitter to make it bigger. So he was on with Don Lemon. I appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. Anytime. So that, thank you for having me. Yeah, that video is horrifying for me to watch, but I mean, you lived it. What are you thinking and feeling as you see it? Um, I don't know. I, I guess like, you know, sometimes I could watch that video and uh, I, I mean, yeah, for, for those that might be listening to the audio only version of this. This is not a liberal-looking guy. This is a tough-looking motherfucker. I assume he's got some military experience. I'll tell you, like, last night when I watched it, um, you know, on your show, like, I just... Maybe he was Antifa. Maybe he's an Antifa plan. I don't know. Um, 
I think that was like the most difficult time that I've had since the sixth, uh, reliving that experience. I don't know if it was because it was, uh, you know, right there on television or what the case, but, uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it broke me. So I'm wondering, because we've, you've seen other video of the insurrection, we've talked about what happened to you, but we had never seen your, and the public had never seen your body-worn camera video, and everyone is sort of witnessing something, I think. It might you, be a spider web. It kind of looks like a flower, maybe. And, and now the whole world had seen it. I'm sure that had an effect. Yeah, no, you're, you're talking about, like, this one right here. On the one hand, like, I was relieved. Um, you know, it's very difficult speaking out, um, knowing that, you know, there is a video accounting of, of what happened. People don't have to listen to me. They yeah, it does look like a spider web. Say, but they can watch the video. I want to ask you about one. Maybe. I don't know. That got to me last night. And I'm not even paying attention. <laughs> I'm trying to look at his, his uh his artwork. You can try to figure it out. I know it looks a little too uh looks a little too neat to be a spider web. I it, it looks like something circular with spikes maybe, but it's hard it's hard to tell. People don't have to listen to me. They don't have to believe what I say but they can watch the video. I want to ask you about one particular moment that got to me last night. And I did not know that, Scrappy. That's interesting. I watched the entire thing. When I saw it, and I, I said live last night, I, I, I had never seen it. Like, when I got to that point in the video, I just had to shut it off. But uh, it's after you were attacked, and other officers are trying to bring you back into the tone. They're trying, you're passed out, and they're trying to get you, talk to you. Uh, watch this, and then we'll talk about it. So yeah, this is the, we watched this footage last night. Oh no no no! This is afterwards where they're reviving him. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Take his fucking vest off, baby. He's having trouble breathing. Hold on. Take his vest off. Mike. Mike, I'm here for you, buddy. Come on, dude. Oh yeah, this this video is insane. You can actually see him passed out in the in the top corner a second ago. So your first question was: Was did we take the door back? Why? Why? Is that the first thing that was on your mind? I mean, to be honest with you, like I don't, I don't remember. Uh, the first thing I remember is coming to. I'm laying on the floor, staring up at. The door! The door! You know, aliens. No, sir, that door was stolen. Masks and, uh, you know, protective gear. Um, I've said before, really the last thing that I remember prior to that 
was uh, telling individuals when I was out in the crowd uh, that I wanted to go back into the uh, uh, into the tunnel. Yeah. If you if you and, and those guys weren't able to hold that door, what do you think would have happened, Mike? I believe that uh, you know, best case scenario, a lot of officers would have been killed. Um, you know, worst case scenario, uh, those that mass of, of individuals that were out there on the west front of the Capitol would have made their way uh, into the Capitol. Uh, and then, you know, just judging based off of the amount of violence that we experienced, uh, when I say we, I mean the, those, you know, 147 MPD officers that fought to defend the West Terrace. Uh, I believe that, you know, though that violent group uh, would have uh, killed individuals inside of the He looks like he was a uh, former military, yeah. You were speaking to Jimmy, your partner was there. What's your partner's last name again? I forget, Jimmy. Jimmy Albright. Jimmy Albright. And um, also your friend and colleague, Ramey Kyle, there as well. What do you want to say yes. about them? That, uh, Jimmy's trying to get you back, telling you're going to go duck hunting. I want, I want to know what you want to say to the Republican politicians that are trying to ignore what this you want shit. To say about them? No, I mean, I love those guys. Um, I, I'm, you know, Jimmy knows. Exactly, Toes. And the, I think Ray does as well. The memory hole that is, that's going in. The fact that just Republicans do not acknowledge that it happened anymore is really, really worrying. That's what Liz Cheney is absolutely right about if we ignore the insurrection and if we let Trump continue to fester, what could possibly happen? I I agree with her 100% that that's the only thing I've ever agreed with a Cheney on, ever. Um, you know, both of those guys saved my life that day. Uh, Ray continues to save my life uh, every single day since... January 6th. Yeah, bless her heart. I stand her for that. I, you know, she still sucks, though. I've talked a lot about what I witnessed in that tunnel uh, the courage, selflessness, bravery of all those. A patriotism is this motherfucker right here talking to Don Lemon. Patriotism, and I will I will stand this message until the day I die. Patriotism is the motherfuckers that go out in the streets and protest against police abuse and take tear gas canisters and rubber bullets to the face. That's fucking patriotism. Take that one to the bank, dumb fuck right-wingers. ...that were in there that under normal circumstances would have been you know, on their way to a hospital in an ambulance, but they were picking themselves back up, getting back into the line, uh, and, you know, fighting to protect the Capitol, protect their fellow officers. That is the most awe-inspiring scene of my life. This dude pops right back up. Is that why it's so insulting? Let's go back at it. Here we go. Members of our government elected officials pretend that this was a normal tourist day or that these were peaceful patriots. Yeah, yeah, one of them actually, was it Gozar that said that? That, like, it was no different than a normal tourist day at the Capitol? Are you fucking serious? One actually said that. The gall. Who were kissing and hugging the police officers there. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm not interested in getting into, like, political squabbles. I'm not a politician. I'm not an elected official. Um, I don't expect anybody to give two shits about my opinions. But I will say this. He just dropped two shits uh, you know, on CNN. Those are lies. Um, and peddling that bullshit is an assault. A twofer. Every officer that fought to defend the Capitol. It's disgraceful. You, would you like them to sit down and watch that video? Do you believe they've watched it? I, I don't know. Well, we know when we were watching what was it, the impeachment hearings and they were playing the videos, the Republicans were not watching the videos. Ted Cruz was not watching the video. Rand Paul was not watching the videos. Um, uh, I mean, I'm interested in sitting down with anybody that, that's willing to take the time to, you know, to listen to my account. Low blow, you're correct. They uh, shit on the walls. You know, that's why I'm speaking out. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, represent the 850 MPD officers uh, that saved the day uh, to the best that I can. Have you reached out to them? Uh, so I did write a letter uh, to all elected officials, uh, all elected members of our government. I mean, it's a common theme with Cruz, clearly. Uh, so far, I, I've... Uh, he did it the other day in a hearing. Uh, two formal responses. It was uh, it was Amy Klobuchar. He asked a question of Amy Klobuchar. Klobuchar was answering. Ted Cruz goes right to fucking probably tweeting on his phone. Um, uh, well, actually, they were both from uh, two different D.C. council members. Uh, one was Charles Allen, and the other one was uh, Brianna Dew. Uh, I've spoken with both of them on the phone as well. Uh, they're very gracious. Uh, and I thought we had, you know, some really good conversation, and, and they listened. They just took the time to listen. Hello! And I've spoken with other members, you know, prior to... Uh, me off Love your Connery that. avatar, uh, Stark Raving. And all the members that I have spoken with have been incredibly gracious. So. Officer Fanone speaking out about the Capitol riot. AOC. Grilled the acting defense secretary during testimony yesterday. We're going to get watch that exchange. That's what I was, that's the, I was trying to look for the story of the exchange last night and I couldn't find it. I meant to, I meant to leave. I couldn't find the video last night. Here we have the video finally. Figure out and get nailed down. AOC being a badass. For whatever reason, uh, has been a little bit difficult to have some of our witnesses. I thought the same thing. With other documents that we've received. Um, and I think it's just important for us to just get the facts on the timing of some of these things. Um, so in that respect, I would like to submit to the record the official Department of Defense timeline of, uh, of the facts that they are aware of on January 6th. Oh, we're getting ready to watch that, Tones. Now, according to public reporting. It's coming up. Mayor Muriel 
Bowser first called Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy to ask for help at 1.34 p.m. That's about eight... You know what's really showing my age, Stark Raving? Now, Mr. Miller... My hairline. ...former acting secretary... That's showing my age. ...during the Trump administration, that's correct? Yes. Um, now, by this point... So this was uh, the acting defense secretary at the end of the Trump administration during the Capitol riot. aware that demonstrators had breached the Capitol. Um, and it seems as though at 3 p.m., about an hour and a half later, you determined that, quote, all available forces of the D.C. National Guard are required to reinforce MPD and USCP positions. Um, now, that's not an authorization to deploy to the Capitol, correct? Uh, I gave full authorization to deploy, ma'am. You gave full authorization to deploy at 3 p.m.? No. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, well, uh, no, it went, I'm sorry, it went out at 3.04. Okay. I, I did at 3, yes. Okay, it seems here uh, that this is in contradiction with the Department of Defense timeline. Uh, according to the Department of Defense timeline... That It would have been nice if Cheney had brought that up. The, the National Guard to help clear the Capitol at 4.32 p.m. That was based on, I was awaiting the concept of operations, the plan that General Walker put together. Uh, so he had full authority. Uh, at, in, so what you're seeing is AOC catching him up in a lie. Do his planning sequence to figure out how uh, he wanted to accomplish that. So the actual order for the guard to help clear the Capitol did not, for whatever reason, you know, processes that you allude to, did not happen until 4.32 p.m., correct? That's when the concept of op- the plan was uh, fi- was formally approved. So it was formally approved at 4.32. This was the acting uh, Secretary of Defense. Help clear the Capitol. At the end of the Trump administration. At 1.34 p.m. Yep, 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 yep. He said he had full authority at 3 o'clock. Army Secretary McCarthy spoke with Speaker Pelosi and Schumer and told them that you had approved the full mobilization of the D.C. National Guard. Um, yep, he lied to Pelosi and Schumer. Vice President Pence reportedly had a conversation with you to, quote, clear the Capitol. Is that correct? And I understand that he's not in the chain of command, but that that is correct in the nature of the conversation, correct? I did have a conversation with him, and I told him that the Capitol was going to be cleared. He, I, he might have said something to that extent, but uh, it was more a uh, conversation. Very brief. So clearly all the best people, right? Is that the order was not issued after a conversation with Muriel, with D.C. Mayor Bowser. The order to clear the Capitol was not issued after a conversation with Speaker Pelosi. It was not issued after a conversation with Leader Schumer. This conversation with Vice President Pence happened at 4.08. It wasn't until he spoke to Pence that the order was issued. He ignored all of the Democrats. And I guarantee you, he was acting on orders from the top. And at 4.32 was when the actual verbal authorization, according to the Department of Defense, happened. Um, That was nearly three hours after Mayor Bowser first requested National Guard assistance. Why did it take 92 minutes uh, after ordering the full mobilization of the D.C. National Guard at 3 p.m.? to authorize and help clear the Capitol at 432. On the the Capitol cop? And I think this is a great conversation, and I I, want to be completely helpful. I look forward to reading that, Scrabby. 3 o'clock, 3 p.m., 
gave the order to deploy, uh, to mobilize the National Guard. Then the planning sequence went forward. So the, the, con the concept of the operation, the plan. For the love of God, hopefully somebody sees consequences. That's why nobody seeing consequences or why we're in the shape we're in to this day. We have let presidential administrations get away with so much bullshit that we're going right off a fucking cliff. I tell you, somebody else who needs to face consequences is Marjorie Taylor Greene for her batshit crazy behavior. They should have had a plan in place for the Capitol what they would do, contingency plans for each different scenario. That's what this you do in something like that. Person serving in the hey, shut up, Nancy. We don't care. Be sure to check out the freak store where you can get a Nancy Trelosi or a Troll Biden shirt. Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene confronted Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Outside the House chamber on Wednesday afternoon, the incident, first reported by the Washington Post, was just the latest of several hostile confrontations the Georgia Congresswoman has had with her Democratic colleagues. But her interactions with the New York Democrat predate Green's election to Congress. Let's see here. The Here we go. It's like a 30-minute video. Okay, I think we're going to have to ask for, for directions. Legislative Resource Center. Yes, I can't believe they actually play, paid the $5 million in ransom. We talked about that last night. And they paid it almost immediately. Hi, I'm looking for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's office. Ocasio. I guess that was better than me calling her a Costco when I was doing the right-wing character on April 1st. Yep, first exit sign, yep. You can take, there's an elevator to the right of that, take it up to the second floor. Oh, okay, we go up. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, going up. We're going back in the elevator, back in the mega mushroom. We're, we're going to hear from AOC here in just a second. You guys, we have to go up a floor. Have a fantastic evening, we're, we're stark raving. Go up a floor. Okay. The pleasure so seeing you. These, get in these elevators right so up here. Um, yeah, yeah, he's on. Oh, we're stairs. We can go up the stairs. All right. So she's got a whole crew here. Okay, hang on, everybody. Having to charge my batteries. AOC. Yeah, that's who I want to see. But they said we were going. Oh no, we're going to go down here and see. Michelle Waltz. Okay, hang on, hang on. Who's this? No, that wasn't right. Okay, we're all goons. That is a fantastic word to describe fake, them. Fake, fake names and numbers. Who's this? Colorado, Scott Tipton. All right, where? Who's? I, it wouldn't surprise me if all of them were. We're almost there. We're almost there. I, there's at least two people in her entourage. I wonder what kind of flag she. I don't know how many other people she has. The dude in the red shirt, and then the the dude in the like blue or. Dark navy shirt right there. there. Okay, who is this one? Two twenty one Rokana. Never heard that one. Two twenty nine, I think. Greg Pence, Indiana. 
So you walk down this hallway and each office has a plaque with their name and it has flags outside of their outside of their office. Yeah, yeah, that's how Congress works. See? And then Ross Spano. And if this, if this is 2019, she was already running for Congress, wasn't she? Flag. She's acting like such a mark. This one is Haley Stevens. Haley Stevens of Michigan. Um, oh, she has. I mean, she got elected in 2020. You would have to start a campaign to be in the primary. Oh, we can leave her a note. This is like so elementary. <laughs> this looks like a progressive feminist, um, maybe Planned Parenthood, okay. or Nairal came and visited AOC and all wrote for notes. So that's what this looks like to me. June 4th, 2019. This was February of 2019. Oh, yeah, 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 of course not. No, no, no. We are peaceful. We are peacefully. Peacefully. Thank you for your service. All right, here we are. They're, they are at AOC's office. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. We are at her office. And we are going to be... Um, yes, it is daycare. It is daycare. That's what I'm saying. It's Somebody says it's daycare. Yep, yep it is. I'm going to show you guys. That's why there's notes all over the place. Oh, yeah, it's AOC's office where they have the post-it notes all over the wall where you can leave her a note. That's really cool. That's why Better. she's so, yes. this is like she's straight it's out of high college school. College stories. So we're all Straight out of high school. She's fucking about, um, welcoming to her constituency. We're all going to sign the visitor's book. And she's on a post-it. We're going to ask her. They're marching through the halls of Congress with their cell phones for clout. Talking about how AOC is straight out of high school. I swear these people have zero self-awareness. I wish you could feel embarrassment. Please feel embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Socialism socialism sucks. Mm -hmm. So, signing her guest book, Socialism Sucks. She's got a little fan club, high school. Whoopsies, whoopsies, hold on. Okay, let's do this one. They're trolls, but they're not good trolls. A good troll provokes thought. The scary thing is, people actually believe this nonsense. We want to have her have a happy face. Oh, no, no. We want her to have a happy face. Oh, happy face. Yeah, we want her to have a happy face. Okay. Ready? Let's go. Do you think these guys belong to the gym she goes to? Oh, my God. She took a trip to Washington, D.C. with some of her gym buddies, didn't she? They're going to be in, like, a hot tub later on. I'd like to speak to speak to someone in Congress. Hello. Hang on. Hang on. Oh my gosh. Hello, Ocasio. Wow! Looking through the mail slot. Employers. We are here to inspect the office. Could we? Could we? Sir, you are not her employers. You do not live in her district. Wait, this is immoral. This is immoral. This is, I'm so offended. Uh, I'm, I'm offended. I feel like, I so, feel like. Hashtag, 
Where's AOC? AOC. Yeah. Yeah. They have bought us out. Everybody trend this. Hashtag where's AOC? We where's AOC? We want Ocasio to continue oh, yeah. doing everything that she's doing. Oh my gosh. She's doing an amazing Like this is fucking psycho. Clearly, right wingers have a problem yeah. with doors. They fucking break them down, steal them from the Capitol. Just keep up the great work, Ocasio. That's our message to you. And to the triggered staff members, Jesus loves you. Stop murdering babies. God bless Jesus you. loves you, but I don't. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Six more years. Well, yeah, they got crazy people outside of their office. Of course they locked it. And you open it up and you whisper into her. This is confession. This is Ocasio confession right there. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I'm an American citizen. I pay your salary through the taxes that you me through the IRS. Because I'm a tax-paying citizen of the United States. I'm a woman. I'm a female business owner. And I'm proud to be an American woman. You're batshit. Socialist policies, and I do not support your murderous abortion policies. As a mother of three children, I'm appalled at New York's law. Oh, you know this woman's done some shady shit. Stop now. You're bringing God's judgment on our country, and I'm against it, as well as my friends. So you need to stop being a baby. Yes, AOC statement. And come out and face the American citizens that you. Was that she is removed things like this from the bar? With your diaper and come out and be able to talk to the American citizens instead of us having to use a flap, a little flap. It's kind of like her. She's kind of Sad. Flappy. She's like she keeps flapping her gums. Oh, it's like, flappy, flappy. Okay, well, you're not her constituent. She does not answer to you. That's, do you know? You don't know how government works. And that's sad. That's sad that you have a seat in that chamber and you have no fucking clue how it works. And, and you are defending a pedophile presently. Why is Matt Gates still a congressman? Can you come out and play? Oh, we totally got the message. Here's AOC's response today. This is after her verbal confrontation with Green yesterday. And the back and forth. Absolutely, they're psychopathic. They're fucking crazy. Do you think we're stupid? You they're, think we're they're fools. fools. she had been posting some videos. I mean, this is a woman that's deeply unwell um, and clearly needs some help. Clearly um, needs some help. You know, I, and her kind of fixation has lasted for several years now. Um, you know, it's at this point, I think, the... The, the depth of that unwellness uh, has raised concerns for other members um, as well. And so, you know, I think that this is a, an assessment that needs to be made by the proper professional. She's also been removed from her committee, so, like, she's absolutely useless. Um, so can you tell me about... So this was earlier today... 
I think, or is this from yesterday? No, 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 no. This, this is from earlier today. This is after AOC Express cons- uh, security concerns. She's still being paid. That's fucking horrible. I don't... Fucking... Doesn't the House have the power to remove her? Can't Pelosi remove her? I mean, they have to bring it to a vote, but like, is it a two-thirds vote or something? ...for a debate, and she says that she feels threatened. Because they would never be able to get two-thirds of the chamber to vote to remove her. ...the policy of the Green New Deal. Is that what she's saying? The, the manner of which you... There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with the manner. Here, I'll explain some that I was just talking about up there. Since I have been a member of Congress, I have been kicked off of my committees by the Democrats when there were no ethics violations... No, your own party did that. I did nothing wrong. You know what else happened? Representative Cory Bush attacked me in the tunnel, screaming at me. Cory Bush did no such thing. Never said a word to her. She goes by screaming at me to put on a mask. That's a verbal assault. You want to know what else happened? The delegate from Guam marches the National Guard on my office. Can you imagine on a woman's office, a female member of Congress, I had over 30 National Guard marched on my office by the delegate of Guam. I don't even know what she's talking about there. That's across the hall from me. She shoulder checked me right there inside in front of the Capitol Police yesterday. What? And I, she went by, hit my shoulder. I said, Excuse me. She said nothing back, kept going out the door. That's a physical assault. Today, Eric Swalwell. She's coming up with a, a shit to go. nicely says to him, Congressman, you don't have to wear your mask anymore because by what Biden said yesterday, he chases my staffer inside, everybody saw it, and gets in his face, curses at him, saying, you don't tell me what to do. This, the Democrats are the, are the party of aggression and violence. We have AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, publicly and on their social media and speaking on the House floor, supporting Hamas, terrorists who are attacking... Supporting the Palestinian people against the terrorists. Israel. Supporting Antifa and BLM terrorism all over the country. And then I get harassed by the press every single day about January 6th. And I've said the entire time, literally starting. Yeah, I don't believe the shoulder check thing. How much I'm upset by it. How much I'm upset. Well, you know support. Harassing is all she can do because she has no power whatsoever. All right, Representative Thomas Massey is saying that CNN misquoted him. I'm not exactly sure. In the house. I'm not exactly sure what he's saying he got misquoted about. So, let's figure this out. Tried to ask Paul Gozer today about his remarks yesterday downplaying the Capitol attack. So I think it was Gozar who said that it was just like a normal tourist day. And he wouldn't take questions as he ducked into an elevator. Thomas Massey says, I didn't see any violence when asked about concerns that election rhetoric could lead to violence. So this is the CNN piece. January 6th, many refused to bat down former President Donald Trump's lie that the 2020 election was rigged. But do you agree with Trump that the election was rigged or stolen somehow? We didn't have hearings. There's no way to litigate that up here. If you're in the minority, the DOJ wouldn't investigate it. This is Massey. There's no evidence of widespread fraud. 
That's your opinion. No, that's what the Justice Department said. Even Jeffrey Rosen testified. I just told you the DOJ didn't prosecute it. That's Trump's uh, DOJ. Are you concerned by suggesting that there's something wrong and could lead to more violence here? No. No. Why? <laughs> it's a viewpoint shared widely among House Republicans. Whoa, what the? Claudia Tenney, who won one. No. No. Why? So he says, I said don't, not didn't. The audio is there for all to hear. First of all, whether you said don't or didn't doesn't even change the the story. So he's taking issue. He said, I said don't, not didn't. So he's also taking, like, they put it in a headline somewhere. Didn't see any violence. I don't. He was specifically being asked about January 6th. I don't see any violence doesn't make any sense. Well, no, it's hard to tell. I don't think a closed captioning would be able to pick it up. Well, I have I have a software that does it because that is an easy way for me to make money. People wanting subtitles on their videos because it's you have to know what you're doing in order to do it easily, and it is very easy for me to make money. But like, if he said "don't," that doesn't change anything. Whether he says "don't" or "didn't," it, he was asked about January the sixth and violence. And the downplaying of violence by the Republicans. But here is his quote one more time. He says, Here's the audio for everybody to hear. It sounds like he said didn't. It like doesn't, him saying don't doesn't make sense. But once again, that's something they they cling on to. Oh, CNN is being dishonest. I said don't, not didn't. Wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. But all of his friends are like, oh, see, CNN lied. Okay, so story coming to us out of South Carolina. Let's, let's watch the video here. Deputies say woman holding gas flips car with stolen tag and the vehicle burst into flames. So there's the vehicle after it was completely scorched. Oh, that's all we get of it. It's not an actual news report. Just video of the scorched car being taken away. Completely told. Biggins County Sheriff's Office said a woman who was hoarding containers of fuel in her trunk I said holding, didn't I? Yeah, it said hoarding in the headline. My apologies. Make this a little bigger here. Deputies said they spotted a car with a stolen tag Thursday night and tried to initiate a traffic stop. According to the sheriff's office, the driver fled and lost control on Wolf Creek Road, flipping the 2007 Pontiac. Yeah, I couldn't even tell what make it was. 
The vehicle burst into flames and witnesses heard multiple explosions. Deputy said a 28-year-old woman was behind the wheel and she caught fire along with the vehicle. Shit. They say the woman got out of the car and they pushed her to the ground to put out the flames. She was transported to a hospital. But before leaving the scene, deputies say she told them she had several containers of fuel hoarded in the trunk of the car. The gas was the catalyst for the explosions. Similar story in Florida. A Hummer bursts into flames after driver fills up containers of gasoline. This one, not quite as bad, but still completely totaled. I don't know if you guys saw, there were some people putting gasoline into fucking laundry baskets. (laughs) Now that could just be influencers going out and taking pictures for, you know, internet cloud. A A lot of shit that goes around on the internet is staged. But there are also people dumb enough to try to put gas in a laundry basket. Just like there's people dumb enough to turn their cars into fucking bombs. A Hummer caught fire Wednesday, moments after the driver filled up several containers of gasoline at a Florida gas station. The driver had just filled up four fuel containers at the station and stored them in the back of the Hummer. Firefighters extinguished the blaze within 10 minutes. You can see... I can't even tell that he had some equipment in the back. Completely melted. Turning your car into a bong is a great way to hotbox. I've done many, many times up until I got arrested a couple times. and like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> if, if I'm in a car smoking, like I have to be stationary... Like somewhere like a rest stop, window down, spray fucking shit all over the place. You get busted a couple of times. You get a little paranoid. All right. Heads up about next week. On May 19th, workers at McDonald's will be striking. It is the day before the shareholders meeting for the corporation. The 19th is Wednesday. I don't patronize uh, McDonald's because I don't particularly care for their food. But I would encourage you, if you do uh, partake upon the McDonald's, please do not cross the picket line this coming Wednesday. McDonald's cashiers and cooks in 15 U.S. cities will strike on May 19th. It may not be your city they're striking in. You still don't shop at McDonald's. Don't eat at McDonald's Wednesday. This is a day before the fast food behemoths annual shareholder meeting. By the way, guys, I didn't realize this. There's several videos on YouTube about it. McDonald's is a real estate company. McDonald's makes their revenue from licensing the franchises out. But they mainly make their revenue from owning the property where franchisees put their restaurants. And they're making their money from rent, which is insane to me. Their business practice is 
completely predatory. And not only that, there's a lawsuit currently by black franchisees who feel they have been discriminated against and made to be in lower producing areas. All landlords are McDonald's. (laughs) In recent months, McDonald's stores have become desperate for employees, offering workers bonuses and incentives to sign up for a job. One store in Fayetteville, North Carolina, is offering a $500 sign-on bonus, according to a poster viewed by Motherboard. An owner of 60 McDonald's franchises in Florida is paying a is paying job applicants $50 just to show up for an interview. Fuck! I'd show up for an interview. There was it was it like Burger King was giving away Whoppers for showing up for an interview. I'll show up and get a fucking free Whopper. I don't want your job. Not that it's below me or anything. You just don't, you don't pay enough. Sorry. If, if jobs at Burger King were paying $100 an hour, I'd go sign up for one. In a recent viral TikTok, a McDonald's customer rolled up at a drive-thru to find a sign that read, We are short-staffed. Please be patient with the staff that did show up. No one wants to work anymore. I think that's the exact sign I put on one of my freaking newses. Republican lawmakers are blaming the labor shortage on the coronavirus relief bill and unemployment because, of course, they are. I blame it on wages. And I'm I'm right. All right, the story everybody has been waiting for. Judge has no patience for butt fucker three thousand in Zoom court. A man showed up to a Zoom court date with the screen name Buttfucker3000. Uh, I hope we have video down here. This is him down in the bottom right-hand corner. He looks very confused. A man showed up to a Zoom court date with the screen name Buttfucker3000. It was a routine morning in the court of Jeffrey Middleton, a judge from St. Joseph County in Michigan, when Nathan Saxon logged in to respond to drug paraphernalia charges. Shit, he was just charged with drug paraphernalia? Come on! That's a waste of fucking time. That's a waste of taxpayer resources. Thank you, Scrappy. Somebody comes into my stream, asks if I'm MAGA, free Palestine. Comes in here with IDF fucking bullshit, free Palestine. Thank you, sir. We'll bring this full in, Middleton said to the assembled Zoom meeting, which was mostly people waiting to address the court. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Middleton said when Saxon joined the meeting with the screen name, Buttfucker3000. Me, Saxon said. Oh, shit, we do have video. We got video. 
Then we'll bring this fool in. Okay, so like he's calling him a fool. So like he's he can see the screen name. Totally can see that it says Buttfucker 3000. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Me? Yeah, you. Yeah. It, the dude that just popped into the Zoom sir. meeting? Your name's not Buttfucker 3000, you yo-ho. Logging into my court with that screen <laughs> name. Why would that in a little bit? Uh, what kind of idiot logs into court like that? What's your name again? Nathaniel Saxton, sir, but I don't believe that I typed anything like that in. Well, that's what it says. In his defense, it could like. Mine is already set. In his defense, he just he just fucking clicked the link. He's been fucking gaming with his buddies or something. Possibly, I mean, he might have been like, you know, it types in a screen name. He's like, oh fuck, buttfucker three thousand, you know, not expecting anything, not knowing how Zoom works. Why? Why? Well, that yeah, you should. I'll put you in the waiting room. You can sit and limbo for a while and think about what you call yourself online. <laughs> uh, Mr. Grossnickel, could you take your hat off, please? All right. He missed an earlier date, but he's here now. Wow. All right. Good morning, everyone. We've got everybody with a name. You're all here. <laughs> Mr. Saxon back in. Does he, does he come back in? Here we go again. Okay, he's changed his name. Your Honor, yes. If I, if if I may explain, uh, my sister was the one that set up my my Zoom account or whatever. Um, that, but I oh, don't throw your sister under the bus. My iPhone uh, pairing name for my Bluetooth speaker, sir. It's an inside joke. Um, it's not what you think. I, I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. No, sir, you are making a mockery of our court system, and you should be held in contempt, Botfucker 3000. Well, you should be. All right, we'll come back to you in a bit. Uh, let's take care of some of yours, Mr. Barnes. We have Michael. <laughs> oh, 10 years. No, 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 Like, fucking, what is an affront to our legal system is the fact that that motherfucker even had to show up for court. On drug paraphernalia charges. Suck my cock on that one. Alright, and finally tonight. Uh, well, I mean, like, I showed I showed shit from IDF's Twitter the other day. We we played video from IDF's Twitter. No, not 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 Instaban. Who knows what it is, but I mean, if, they, if they're coming in here to spam, if they're just coming straight in here and throwing a link out, they're not wanting to have a discussion with us anyway. Oh, no, you, like, once again, your discretion, Scrappy. Anybody else in here who might be mods, I totally, I trust you guys wholeheartedly. Now, what you're looking at here is a burning building. What you're getting ready to see is a poor little kitty jump out the fucking window. 
Fortunately, Kitty is okay and is cool as fuck. Yes, this is a cat video. I'm gonna ha I'll have to share this uh, to producer Dave for Operation Catter Day. You know I love cat videos to end the show. Now keep uh, keep an eye like around this area right here. He gonna come flying out here in just a second. Oh, I see him. Boom! Lands on his feet, goes running off. He's okay. What a badass kitty! All right, let's let's go back. You can see him right here. He's he's kind of leaning out the window right there. I'm I'm sure it kind of startled him. He seems to be okay. Went running off. See if we can get the deets. This happened in Chicago. Yeah, don't we don't know anything else that says uh cat hit the grass, bounced, and walked away. This was the street view of the building. <laughs> Cats are, I'm sorry, like now I'm, I'm just watching cat gifs now. <laughs> oh, here, here's somebody zoomed in. Oh, we got the deeds here. Thank you, Warlord. No one was injured in the fire, which was quickly contained. Uh, didn't really have much deets to it, it doesn't seem. This is not coming up in my browser here. Yeah, yeah, we don't really have much deets to it. So, no injuries, the cat's cool. Hopefully it's getting belly rubs and treats after a herring experience. Oh shit, Ninetales is on. I am going to jump uh dump you guys over there with her. That's the first time I've seen her on. So if you are watching on Twitch, we're going to go hang out with Ninetales. Looks like she is on a panel. Hope everybody has a great freaking weekend. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freaking. We will see you Monday night on the Troll Patrol. Live. <laughs>